Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to a new year of FML Talk, a new season of FML Talk. I cannot believe it is 2024. Did I just come from lunch and split a bottle of rosé with my girlfriend? Yes. Am I mildly drunk? Yes. Sit back, grab a fucking cocktail. Let's get into it. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 6 <gasps> He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. All right, bitches. Here we fucking go. Every year which is crazy that I can even say every year, like we've been doing this podcast for multiple fucking years now. And to think at the start of it, I was like, I don't want to start a podcast. I don't have anything to say. Everyone has a podcast. Psych. Years later, here we are. Every year, I like to start off with an episode that is going to give you some inspiration, an episode that you can come back to throughout the year when you're like, fuck, Gabrielle, I'm feeling a little down on myself. I'm feeling like the walls are closing in. I'm feeling like I need a little inspo. And I'm like, I've got you. Don't worry about it. Here we are. Last solo episode in December, I so poignantly, if I do say so myself, told you to leave that shit behind. Not like, oh, let's start a New Year's resolution. Let's make sure I have a checklist of shit I want to do this year. That's all fine and dandy. Do your manifestations, y'all. I love it. I do it. I'm here for it. But more importantly, what the fuck are you choosing to leave behind in 2023? You can start now. You didn't have to do it at midnight when the clock struck 12. You're not Cinderella. We can choose to do that shit now. Are you leaving fear behind in 2023? Are you leaving your asshole ex behind in 2023? Are you leaving self-doubt in 2023? What are you choosing to leave behind in that chapter? Say thank you. You've served your purpose. I appreciate it. I get the lessons. And now we are going to level the fuck up and move the fuck forward. I urge you this year to dedicate specific time every week to your self-love motherfucking cocktail. Allow yourself to have that time, whether that is stepping away from the kids for two hours to go have a bottle of rosé with one of your oldest friends, <laughs> whether that is taking a bubble bath, whether that is ordering sushi and watching a trashy reality TV show, not that I'm speaking from experience, whether that is going on a date night with your significant other, whatever the fuck it is, allow yourself to have that self-love time. It is so important. And I do also want to point this out. And I learned this from my dear mother. So shout out to motherfucking Mama Wallace. If you are wanting to manifest and start receiving, part of that is giving. It's this 
concept called resigive. To receive, you have to give. Um, we cannot manifest and create from a place of lack. We cannot be like, oh God, I'm so stressed. I have no money. I'm like barely making my mortgage payments. Like I really got to like hunker down and you're not allowing any flow to go out, which is not allowing any flow to come in. On the reverse aspect of that, if you are saying, you know what, I'm working on manifesting a lot of fucking money this year, I'm ready for it, and I am so confident in knowing that it is going to come in and it is on its way to me, I am going to donate to this charity this month, or I am going to put $50 into this random person's GoFundMe because they are clearly having a harder time than I am. Like whatever it is in your space, in your life, make sure you are continuously putting your energy out and allowing yourself to give so that then you can accept the flow of receiving. Muy, muy importante, guys. Promise. Let this be a reminder, as we've talked about Mama Wallace, that the amount of episodes and seasons we now have on Patreon is ridiculous. Um, I think we're on season 11 now. There are some seasons that's like FML's Guide to Relationships. There's some FML's Dirty Little Secrets where I have guests that you know very well that have come on and spilled the fucking tea about stuff. There's FML's Guide to Healing, which is legitimately like therapy with me. For 12 episodes, um, there's Tea Time with Tay, where Tay and I sit down and talk about relationships. There's behind the scenes of the ridiculous misadventures. There's a whole slew of shit on the Patreon bonus mini episodes, and they're like 15 to 20 minutes. You can binge them easily. If you are not doing that, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, but you not only get those mini bonus episodes, you get access to the private Facebook group where all the FMLers hang. You can also join my close friends on Instagram and you guys get a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff that I don't post on my regular Instagram and info on the big secret that I am working on this year uh, and all the behind the scenes of that. So ominous, Gabrielle. Jesus. Um, but it's a big fucking party. Come hang with us. There's also weekly blog posts that go out every Monday that's kind of like a little excerpt of FML. And uh, it's like 7 to $10 a month. You can pick your tier and come fucking party. And you can do that at patreon.com slash FML talk. Um, I also want to talk about what the fuck happened to us <laughs> towards the end of this year? So the last time I shared about Tay's back injury, that was when it had happened once. It has since happened three times. And the most recent time was around my birthday. And I want to talk to you about the shit show that that was. I have been struggling with intrusive thoughts, y'all. It is real. I thought intrusive thoughts were real before I had a child. They are way fucking worse um, after like my trauma brain is in full swing, just really showing up to party. And before we were going on this trip to Big Bear, it was supposed to be like our first time away out of like our safe little compound at home. And I was like having wild intrusive thoughts. I was like, we're for sure going to drive off the cliff and like perish and it's going to be a horrible situation and like all the trauma 
responses were coming up and flaring their ugly heads. And I basically was like, okay, these are intrusive thoughts. I need to just push through and go. I have to eventually like go on our first little trip to, you know, Big Bear, which is a two and a half hour drive. If I'm going to take a fucking 17 hour flight to Portugal with my FMLers um, in in June of this year, like it's got we got to like break the fucking seal. Um, so I was like really forcing myself to kind of push through that fear. Cut to the night before my birthday on November 19th. Uh, we were supposed to leave on the 20th and Stone was having a fucking time. Like, I don't know what was going on. Also, this baby has had maybe five fussy days in his entire fucking life screaming, like not happy, very much so in distress. Like I was like, this is, this is a new cry. This is something is wrong. Um, and so I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta address this and called the pediatrician ended up, um, at the pediatrician's office at 9am the following morning on my birthday, um, celebrating 35 in style basically long story short he had you know his first common cold and i also woke up the morning of my birthday to a crazy wind advisory in la i was like you know what we're not fucking going like maybe it's intrusive thoughts maybe it's the universe like telling me we shouldn't go i feel like i'm getting signs we're not fucking going so i made the call we didn't go i got in and out at like 1:30 in the afternoon for breakfast and was like happy birthday to motherfucking me Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Lo and behold, we were very fortunate that we made that decision. So Vale, a good friend of ours, was here and was supposed to house sit and watch the dogs for us while we were gone. Um, Because this was so last minute that we canceled, she was already here. I was like, you know what? Just stay. Stay in the guest room. um, You know, help us with the baby a couple days so we can like maybe get some work done. And it's, it's fine. So. Two days later, on the 21st, Tay and I went to dinner for my birthday, came home, and he was like, yeah, my back's kind of like feeling a little, ugh, like it's not feeling great. <sighs> 4.30 in the morning, um, he wakes me up and he's like, I can't move, um, in tears, like 
worse than it was the first time that this happened. Instead of just his lower back, it was like traveling up to his neck. He was like really terrified and like it's really gut-wrenching to see a six foot two giant hunk of a man laying in bed crying just fucking helpless um and i was like okay well the the doctors that you went to the last two times that gave you the shots in your back they don't open till nine he's like i can't i can't wait i'm not gonna make it i'm normally like if i get into a position and lay still i'm fine i'm not fine i'm I'm in pain. So I ended up calling an ambulance at 5 a.m. in the morning. Thank God Vale was here. I went and woke her up. She ended up going to the hospital with Tay so I could stay at home with Stone. Um, and, you know, long story short, it and everything ended up being fine. They gave him an anti-inflammatory. Um, complete side note at what a rock star my child is. Um, two big ass paramedics barge into our room, fucking full lights go on. They're like talking to Tay, not whispering. They put him on a sheet, lift him onto a fucking gurney. Tay's like screaming in pain. Stone slept through the whole fucking thing. Sawn logs. Like he was like, I get it. You guys, you need a moment. I'm just going to chill here and sleep deeply. God love him. That intuitive little soul. Um, The one thing that I do want to point out that happened during all of this besides the fact that it's like traumatic and scary whenever you have to call an ambulance and like your spouse is in that type of pain and you realize like you can't lift a 215 pound man and like what's going to happen um is that when he got to the hospital i was obviously in contact with vale and she was texting me saying okay they're monitoring him because his heart rate is really low and for me Whenever I hear anything about the heart, I go into panic that like triggers me because my dad obviously died of a heart attack. So, of course, my trauma brain starts spiraling and I'm like, okay, it's happening. This is the thing. Like, I've had a child and now I'm about to lose my partner just like my mother did and da 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 and start like just fucking wormholing myself. And I really had to stop and consciously be like, okay, Gabrielle, direct your thoughts to what you want. Tay is going to be fine. His heart rate is down because of the pain he's been in, because of the medication he's been in. See him in his happy, healthy state um, and really like police myself to not go into the fucking gutter about all of this. And it was hard in the moment, like when your heart's pounding and your trauma brain is like flashing, like danger, danger, like fucking run, bitch. Um, It was difficult. And I was very conscious of it. And I did it. And since then, knock on fucking all the wood. <laughs> Everybody just stop, find some wood and knock on it for me, please. Um, his back has been strong and okay. Um, and we've been, you know, doing acupuncture, doing at-home therapy, doing stretches, like doing all the things. Um, and I really feel that it was a huge learning lesson for me. I'm really trying lately to walk my talk and look at all the things that happened in my life. And instead of going into the drama of it all and thinking like, fuck, like, why is this happening? And like, what a shit storm and what's Mercury doing and fuck all the planets <laughs> um, and being like, what is this trying to teach me? What am I, what do I need to learn from this and how can I make it worthwhile? So I'm urging you going into this new year when 
things happen because it's inevitable. We all want to be like, let's start with a clean slate. Like, let's slay the year. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Great. I hope that manifests for you, peachy keen. There's always going to be shit that fucking happens, whether it's, you know, in six months, tomorrow, or at the end of the year. Some shit's going to go down. It's inevitable. Welcome to fucking life. How can we not go into the drama spiral of it? And how can we manifest manifest some good energy, but at the same time, when the stuff hits the fan, how can we rebalance ourselves and remind ourselves to look for the lessons and not start to spiral? Because what happens, you guys, is when we start to spiral, and those intrusive thoughts come and we don't police them and we don't change them, that then becomes our narrative and our narrative starts to manifest in its own fucking way. And that is something we do not want to do, y'all. Let's move into 2024 knowing that we are going to set fucking boundaries with the things that are going to protect our hearts and the things that are going to keep us happy, that we are going to give as we receive, that we are really going to know and trust in the universe's plan for us and our own manifestation power that we are creating the fucking lives we want. I want you to really feel into that. And if you're listening to that, having a fucking reaction, being like, okay, this is woo-woo shit, or like, yeah, but woe is me because like all my shit's fucked up right now, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I don't care if you're at the bottom of the fucking barrel. I don't care if you're at the top of the top. Life is a wheel, y'all. Sometimes you're going to be at the bottom of it. Sometimes you're going to be in the middle hanging on for fucking dear life. And sometimes you're going to be riding high on the top thinking this shit's never going to change. The wheel will always keep turning. And it is about how we balance ourselves and how we choose to react. Everything that we go through in life, you have a reaction to. And for people that are like, I don't have a choice. This is happening to me. I get it. I've been there. It sucks. You do have a choice. You have a choice how you fucking react. And is that going to be in the drama and letting yourself spiral? Or is it going to be making sure you have your balance and moving through it the best you can with fucking grace? Because I choose that all percentages of the time. The other thing that has very clearly happened to me that I want to discuss because I think people will resonate and relate in different types of ways. When I lost my dad, I feel like a fucking wall went up around my heart. My little seven-year-old heart was like, fuck this shit. I'm closed for business. Like, pack a lunch. Goodbye. And like ironclad wall went straight up around everything. And regardless of like if I've had boyfriends or relationships and like moments with like people I care about, that wall has remained very much so intact. Um, People along the way might have broken down pieces and cracks and like Lord knows Tay has fucking like taken off some fucking bricks and rearranged that shit. Um, But there's always been that wall around my heart. And my mom has in the last two years 
made a mention more than once of I feel like you just can't fully connect. Like I go to hug you and like stare, you know, into your eyes and it's like uncomfortable for you. And like you don't really want to like fully allow yourself to go there. And I've noticed that and it's uncomfortable when it happens. And there were times where I was like, should I go do ayahuasca? Like maybe that'll fix my problems. Um, And like, what can I do? Like what healing modality do I need to do to fix this fucking shit? Well, psych, Gabrielle, it wasn't drugs (laughs) or plant medicine. Uh, It was the birth of your fucking child. So after I had stone, the best way I can explain it to you guys is it literally feels like the wall completely was knocked down and then someone entered the threshold took like the two ha- their two hands and put them on the casing around my heart and ripped that shit open so my heart is just like open walking around bleeding and like completely fucking raw um not just in the feelings i have to my son in like my empathy in my compassion um i'm like I want to go like curl up in bed with my mom and stay there for a year because like how who knows how much time I have left. It's a lot um, after living 30 years with the wall. Um, It was like being thrust into the fucking wilderness butt ass naked and just being like here you go have fun enjoy the elements and I'm like wait can you throw me a coat like my ass is just fucking frigid uh it's a lot and I've needed to somehow get my balance back and get my footing back because it was like it went from one extreme to the other. And it's been really jarring. I think it's obviously happening for a positive reason. I think this is like the path I'm supposed to be on. I, I'm happy that it's happened because I feel like it's long overdue. But in that respect, it's still jarring as fuck to have that big of a shift and feel that open and that vulnerable and that emotional around everything. Like it's the reason why I can't fucking watch the Sarah McLaughlin commercials of in the arms of an angel when all of the little shelter animals are like looking at the camera like please come take me home because I would have a fucking farm full of dogs. Um I I just like it's almost like I think I might die if I allow my heart to fully open like that because I'll feel too much. Um so what is the like fixture of that it's to close and like pull back and like not fully go there um which is not necessarily healthy either so now i'm like in the throes of just being you know bleeding naked ripped open heart flying out there walking outside my chest and i'm trying to regain my balance and find a happy medium with all of it so that i'm not just like flailing <laughs> it's been a lot it's been really incredibly overwhelming. Um, And I'm trying to really get in touch with my inner voice and allow myself to like drop in and settle. And I'm wondering if anyone else out there has experienced this, if whether it's after you became a mother or after a huge life experience happened, please let me know. (laughs) Please shoot me a DM and uh, or drop a comment on the podcast page post and let me know if uh, this resonates with you so I don't feel so incredibly alone in all this. It's been a whirlwind. 
um, as happy and joyful as it has been being a mom for the last five months and how incredible it feels and how in love with this little motherfucking angel baby that I am, it has been a whole new way for me to experience existing as a human. And that has been a wild fucking ride. So I told you in December we were going to kind of restructure FML Talk for this year. My plan is to do one solo episode every month like we've been doing, one episode with Tay and I where we talk about life updates, different relationships, ins and outs, um, answer some of your questions, and have some really good conversations Um about healthy relationships, about toxic relationships, about like past stuff that he and I have been through that we can speak on. And then having a fun girl talk episode every month uh, with some fun females that you do know, some that I will introduce you to for the first time. Um, I know we're going to have some fun fan favorites back on this year. Um, And then one episode with an expert that's more of like an interview style vibe that you guys are used to hearing on this show. Um, Also, who knows if I'm going to stick to this? That's the plan. But like, you know, the end of the day, it's my fucking podcast. So like, might just throw you a curveball every now and then. Um, But I think that's going to be a fun way to really break up the styles of the episodes. um, And... I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback and seeing if you are a fan or not. Also, I normally don't request things from you guys because this is the beginning of the year, because I am so thankful for you going on this journey with me, because we are talking about receiving and giving, and I am giving you my time and energy, and I am so glad that you are giving me your time and energy in return, I am going to ask a favor of you all, all of my diehard FMLers, all of you that are listening to this podcast that are like, I show up, I listen every Wednesday, I'm so thankful that either Gabrielle's books or the podcast or whatever it is has come into my life. The only thing I ask from you in return I would love if you would go through and pick your favorite episode of the show or one that stands out to you and send it to one or a few of your friends. If you feel so inclined, throw it up on your social media, on your story, post a link, and just help spread the word about the podcast. That is my one wish from you all as you listen to this. Um, If you can take five minutes to go do that um, and drop a review and a star rating. It would really mean the world to me because it helps us grow the show. It helps me show up for you guys every week and it helps more people heal in the long run. And I think that is a fucking goal of mine this year is to help as many people on their own personal journeys as I can in whatever capacity possible. All right, you guys, are you ready for it? We are going to jump into one of your FML stories. Here the fuck we go. (laughs) 
Hi, Gabrielle. I first and foremost wanted to congratulate you on the birth of your son. Seeing you absolutely thriving in life is the biggest inspiration to me after the year I've had. Thank you, love. Sending all of that back to you. I'm not sure if this is where we share our FML stories, but here we go. I met my now ex-husband when I was 22. We were working at... We were working at Orange Theory Fitness. Side note, that's where Daniel and Laurel had their little rendezvous affair. Gotta love that. We were working at Orange Theory Fitness together and I had just graduated college. He always used to tell me he was dating up, to which I would laugh and say, no, no. But if we're being honest, (laughs) he was dating up. This guy was average looking at best. Preach, girl. I was in school to become a teacher and he was, well, figuring it out, what he wanted to do with his life. I got a teaching job right out of my master's and he had a new career every six months. We got engaged after three years of dating in Paris in front of Notre Dame. All I wanted was to get married, have babies, and live happily ever after. We had a beautiful wedding with 200 people in October of 2021, parentheses, that I paid for, but didn't go on our honeymoon until the following July because of my teaching schedule. At this point, he was also in school to become a teacher after numerous failed career attempts, and I was paying for everything. We went on a gorgeous trip to Florence and the Amalfi Coast that July. Since the wedding, I had noticed that he was insanely closed off and downright mean, always choosing himself over me and making me feel insanely small. We even tried couples therapy, to which he told me I was, quote, attacking him the entire time. So that stopped, and I started seeing that therapist on my own. Nothing like a honeymoon to catch your husband cheating on you. Day four of our trip. We went on a full boat day tour of Capri. I was insanely seasick the whole day and didn't drink any alcohol, but he was ripping shots of limoncello like it was his job. After walking back to our Airbnb and he was screaming at me in the streets to wait for him, I took a shower and I was looking at pictures from the day. I realized I barely took any because I felt so sick. At this point, he was passed out from drinking, so I took his phone to send the pictures he had taken to my phone. As I'm looking, I see a notification on Instagram pop up from some girl. I open it to see my husband messaging her asking in a disgusting way for a picture of this girl's boobs. And guess what? She sent them with the comment of anything for you. Upon looking at this girl's profile, I realized that she too was newly married three months prior. Actually, I sent a message saying your husband is getting these screenshots if you don't pick up the phone now. Fucking go, girl. That's right. We spoke on the phone and she told me that this had been going on since right after my wedding. I woke my husband up. He then gave me his famous line. I don't remember ever sending that. This line is coming back. Don't worry. He then claimed he would stop drinking, go to therapy and do whatever it takes to fix what he broke, all while threatening to hurt himself. So I couldn't worry about myself. I just had to make sure he was okay. Love that. I told him I would give him until January 1st to prove that to me. Otherwise, I was walking away. In those six months, I completely lost who I was. My mom, who is my best friend, said, I don't know who you've become, but I want my daughter back. Oh, my heart. And what would you know? On January 1st, I looked at his phone. The new feature of recently deleted text had just come out. He was so confident in showing me his phone. I opened opened that up to 60 messages to a random number. At the very top, the message was a dick pic. (laughs) And my husband begging this person to meet up. All the while, this person wanted nothing to do with him. He then delivered the now infamous line, I don't remember ever sending that yet again. I packed a bag... (laughs) 
fucking men, man. I packed a bag. My parents picked me up and I never looked back. To this day, he claims he does not remember any of his cheating because I can't. He even told me to let him get a brain scan because he must have a brain tumor for blacking out and not remembering what he did. Wow. I mean, really reaching. Gotta love it. Um, I came to find out through my CSI work that the that the first woman was someone he went to college with and the second woman he worked with three careers prior who was 10 years older than him and was married as well when he worked there. Classy, huh? I can now happily say nine months later. Oh, shit, this is fresh. I can happily now say nine months later that I am back to myself living on my own and happier than I've been in seven years. I just went on a divorce trip with my friend who also just got divorced. Fucking love that. Let's like normalize divorce trips. Um, After finding out her husband was cheating, it was actually the honeymoon she never got to go on and have gotten back into the dating world. I certainly have had a Javier and a bunch of funny stories from my dating experiences have yet to find my Tay, but you give me so much hope. There's so much fucking hope, you guys. I promise you that. I'm 29 and ready to live my life for the first time in seven years. I wish I could describe how much Eat, Pray, FML helped me heal. Much, much love to you. Best Emma. Fuck yes, girl. What an epic fucking FML story to start 2024 in. I cannot wait to get an update of where your fucking life goes now that you have taken the motherfucking trash out. I hope he has fun with his brain scans. Um, Be fucking smart, y'all. If your intuition is telling you some shit is up, fucking follow that. Don't go to Big Bear. Check the text, you know, like listen to the gut instinct. Oh, I'm sending you so much love, girl. I I hope that you are fucking thriving and just like living your goddamn life after your divorce trip, which I love that you fucking took. Y'all, welcome to the motherfucking season of FML Talk. I hope that you guys enjoy this crazy ride we are about to go on. Send me your love. Send me your feedback. If you want to do something for me, please send your favorite episode of the show to a couple friends. Tell them to come party with us every Wednesday. I love you all so fucking much, and I will see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatprayfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.